I'm too sexy for my cosplay. I'm too sexy for my cosplay. On Cosplay Cafe. Yeah, I'm a cosplayer. You know what I mean. And I do my little turn on the comp floor. Yeah, on the comp floor. Oh, on the comp floor. Yeah, I do my little turn on the comp floor. And I'm too sexy for my cosplay. I'm too sexy for my cosplay. On Cosplay Cafe. And I'm too sexy for the song. Hey, welcome to another episode of Cosplay Cafe. Tonight, we are thinking happy thoughts with the trail of pixie dust and everything. My happy thought is that it's fall. It's fall, y'all. It does not feel like it, but you know what? Got my apple cider. I am thinking fall thoughts. It's going to get cooler tomorrow. I hope it gets cooler wherever you are. For now, we're serving up a hot steaming cup of cosplay. But first, enjoy this ad roll from our sponsor, Carl Witzman. If you are just listening, that awesome ad was a totally really cool visual ad advertising the Mad Gasser Cheerleader of Calhoun County by Carl Witzman, which is historical fiction based on a true crime that happened. Carl wrote Carl Witzman wrote down his take on events for this cold case that then after he released the book, a whole bunch of facts came out that did not jive with Carl's version of events, by the way. So Carl did not know something that he wasn't telling police, just in case any conspiracy theories want to get started. But definitely check it out. Carl's awesome. He's a fantastic writer. And for tonight, I have my lovely Phoenix sister, Curly Vanest, riding shotgun with me. Hey, really, you are looking perfect. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and we also have an absolutely fantastic guest. He has been my partner in crime for a few cosplays, including recently the Clark Kent to my Lois Lane to meet uh, Tyler Hoechlin and Bitsy Tulak. It was amazing. We will talk about it. Uh, this is Anthony Vernon, a.k.a. Pelly Kashra. I hope I'm pronouncing your cosplayer name right. Anthony is a voice of positivity in the cosplay community. He speaks out a lot about mental health. He's just super talented. I adore him. Crayley adores him. You're going to adore him. Welcome, Anthony. Good evening, everybody. How are you guys doing? 
We're doing good. How are you doing? Um, you know, pretty good. Doing pretty good. Give me a sec. I should probably put in my um. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. But thank you guys for having me on tonight. I'm really, really looking forward to this. I'm so happy that you could join us. We've been, gosh, I think I've been talking to you about being on the podcast for like months and we finally got it together. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was during summer. Like that's, that's when, um, you know, that's when things kind of calmed down for me as a, as an educator. And then it's like, I, it's funny because whenever like I'm talking about summer, I'm just like, oh, I get to do all this stuff. And everyone's like, I'm working. I'm just like, oh yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, I've been all over the place this summer, but it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, I have that going on all year. So I own my own business and I work like the actual crafting hours for me of building my product is from like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And so I'm like, oh, I had a thought. I'll text a person who will hopefully get back to me tomorrow if they're not too asleep <laughs> to forget they read this. <laughs> I know. I know how that goes. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. you'll text me, Anthony, you'll text me at like eight o'clock at night, which is when a normal person is awake. And then I'll be like dead asleep. I'll text, I'll wake up at like five in the morning and text you be like, sorry, man, <laughs> this is what time I get up. It, it happens. I, I don't like, I don't really get too mad when like, I'm like messaging someone and they don't get back to me. It's just, I don't, I don't, it doesn't really bug me that much. Unless of course it's like something um that's time sensitive but like usually i'm pretty chill when it comes down just like oh you i fell asleep and just like i get it i i do the same thing and um a lot of my online friends know that like if we're on discord and we're playing a game or something like that there is a good chance during the school year that i will just fall asleep <laughs> during the game <laughs> and one of my good online friends um will she has a channel in her discord that is called the nap room and she will quietly just move me into the nap room and then i wake up and I'm just like oh i got put in the Aww. nap room again <laughs> that's adorable i love that we have the chat blowing up already carl witzman says hey talk about too sexy for her cosplay it's kelly <laughs> Then Carl. Lord of Spice says Cranix, which is Crayley and Phoenix. Derek is Lord of Spice. That's Derek. And he is the master of nicknames. And he says, Cranix, you told the truth. You do look good. I told him that I looked good before the show. You always look good, but you're Selena. Well, yeah. 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 Blonde Selena is best Selena. Carl Whitman says, welcome to Anthony too. Oh, thank you, Carl. And uh, speaking of Kelly saying it's fall, y'all, Lord of Spice says, Kelly, it ain't going to feel like fall so long as you and Cray keep being so stunning. <laughs> well, you guys do look really awesome. So you Aww, said you're Selena. You. You, you said you're Sel Crail, you're Selena. Yeah, I'm Selena Kyle tonight. So nice. I'm doing her like uh, nod to the Catwoman thing whenever she goes out casually with just like a little cat ear headband nice. and stolen diamonds, you know. And Kelly, I'm guessing you are Tinkerbell. I am. I just nice. was too lazy to put a wig up in a bun because I, so I just found this dress on Amazon for $10. Oh, 
we love a deal here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, in the cart, in the cart it goes. Well, I've always wanted to be Tinkerbell, so. Well, this this isn't your first time just finding, like, a dress off the store and using it for a cosplay. It is not. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you don't mind me uh, talking first, uh, let's tell this story. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I do want to say hi to Mark DeJarnette first, because, as he mentioned, bonjour from Indiana. Sorry, I can't stay up for the whole show. Love the topic. And, Mark, we just wanted to say that we're glad you're here for any amount of time. And I wanted to get that you, up and on hello, the screen. State yes. na- hello, state neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Mark is... Um, just fantastic. He apologized for not sending in a story because he's he said he would, but you know what, Mark? We know you support us and uh, we appreciate you, and we know you'll have more stories for us next episode, so it's all good. Um, so but yes, let's tell this dress story because so Anthony and I, um, we like to cosplay together. We met when he. So basically, we have a friend in common. Our friend Beth Kruger told me that you cosplayed Rick at um, Rick from the Mummy, and I was going to the Egypt thing, and I um, or our, this Egypt photo shoot. I am telling the story all out of order. I'm sorry. That's okay. And and I messaged Beth. I was like, "Who is your friend who cosplays Rick from the Mummy? Because <laughs> I need a Rick for this Egypt photo shoot." And I don't remember. I think I sent you a Facebook friend request and then like tagged you. And like I summoned you into the group. I don't know. <laughs> and then. Um, and I remember um, Laughing Rat was like, you need to go to this. I have a friend who's being Evie. I'm just like, okay, I'll go. And I don't usually go downtown too much because it's a bit of a hassle to like take train. I mean, I can't really complain considering pe- some people are coming out of state. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, check your privilege, Anthony. <laughs> You're allowed to complain still. Downtown's a pain in the butt. It is. Doesn't yeah. matter if you. You're allowed to complain. It's okay. <laughs> so I appreciated you coming. Yeah, especially was... because I'm just some rando who's like, "Hi, come be my Rick." No, it was it was a good time. Like, I I find it funny that everyone was like, um, I think this was around the time when um. Oh, what was that that Marvel series? Moon Knight had Moon come Knight. out, and like that was the big thing. So like a lot of people were in Moon Knight. And I'm just like, you know, the Mummy though. I, Basically, I, I if you hadn't come, I would have been the lone Mummy person. Uh, no, there was an, there was another Mummy person that was there. Yes, there was one more who showed up. Um, so we had two Evies and a Rick. So two Evies, no waiting. <laughs> and so, we made sure so then, we were on the right side of the river that time <laughs> <laughs> yes we did so then after that we just kind of started talk you know we bonded over that and then um obviously bonded over liking a lot of the same shows including superman and lois and then leverage don't forget leverage and leverage we are <laughs> going to do a leverage group okay yes it's happening Yes, Age of the Geek, then, baby. Yes. Clearly, I'm going to make you watch Leverage one of these visits. It's it's yeah. such a good it's such a good show. Like it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's lighthearted. It's got some great characters that are trying to do good, and 
Same producer as the librarians. So which is on my list too. That's on my list. The librarians is very good. Um, I feel kind of bad because Noah Wiley's character is my least favorite character (laughs) in like his show. That's like the spinoff of his series. And Noah Wiley as a person is amazing. But like the other characters are just really bringing it. And David McDonald, that's my husband says leverage is great. I call (laughs) Elliot. So when yes. my romantic soulmate and my platonic soulmate Kelly gang up on me, I guess I have to watch the show. Yes, you do. David is Elliot. I could totally see. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Is he gonna come up to me and say, um, "Dang it, Hardison"? When I'm Hardison. Yeah. <laughs> In case so, you're uh, making really weird faces to my coffee, I'm trying to not get my lipstick on it, and it is not going successful it looks like a lipstick butt print on my mug so <laughs> you know what that kind of matches with the i'm too sexy for my- <laughs> <laughs> I okay and I- i'm just here with my can of um what is this waterloo all beverages yeah. are welcome in the cafe yes they are so um so we're talking about superman and lois and uh leading up to fan expo well, it wasn't even specific to Fan Expo, but you just say to me, you're like, you know what? We both love this show. If Bitsy and Tyler are ever at a con, we're going to cosplay um, Lois and Clark. And a week later, less than a week later, they're announced together. And you're like, we manifested this. <laughs> so. Oh, yes. There's this episode in the show that. Uh, is really emotional called the red dress that centers around um, or there's a red dress. That's a big plot point. And it's so good. If you all haven't seen the show, you have to. Yes. It's a great, uh, it's, it's a great, it's um like I grew up. Well, I, I, when I was in high school, I was really big into Smallville and that was one of my favorite mm-hmm. Superman shows. And then watching this one, it is just as good as Smallville. And it, it's it's very it's very much a different dynamic because it deals with like it's more family based. And to me, I right. think that's really awesome. And there are so many times I was watching a show. I'm just like, this is like this is family goals right here. Like just seeing how Clark would talk to his kids and his and to Lois and it was just so it's good. it's so it, it feels very I in a sense relatable if that makes sense and it's a it's a healthy relationship dynamic that has external drama instead of internal drama so like like they moved to Smallville where his ex-girlfriend lives but you don't have any love triangle with with his ex-girlfriend they'd be friends you know, like Lois be friends as ex-girlfriend and I love that. And like it's just a beautiful show. So so I found the red dress on Amazon and just had to do a few alterations and we got to meet Bitsy and Tyler. Well, I was wearing the red dress. You were wearing the suit from the episode. Yeah. Very dapper. Thank you. I mean, you and, did uh, you you looked amazing and I was just like, wow. Thanks. Do you and guys want to hear Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear a funny, like, one and a half minute story about Smallville and one of my high school exes? Oh, I'm curious <laughs> about this. <laughs> so, you know how um, Lois Lane doesn't come in until later seasons, right? Season and then, four. Right. And then um, 
her um like scene of her when they introduce her in the main credits changes to her in the bikini for season five. Oh, so yeah. So imagine being all the way up to season five. I had an ex in high school who stopped being allowed to watch Smallville because his mom was so scandalized by her coming up out of the lake in her, that red bikini every episode. So can you imagine being five episodes, not five episodes, five seasons into an intense show like Smallville and your mom just being like, nope, no more. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That's it's, it's it sounded very WB esque of them to do something like that because mm -hmm. like oh, yeah. there I I just remember so many times in Smallville there would just be like so many like I don't even know what word to describe like I remember there's an episode in season one where um Lana gets um ingests some spores and it causes her to be more impulsive and she like takes Clark into a pool and like jumps it and it's just like my goodness this is such a CW show <laughs> well and then Justin Hartley comes in and I swear it was <laughs> he had to be shirtless at least once in episode. oh man I am not complaining about that by the way but I, I forgot like, about that they even because I had uh, all the DVDs. He even addressed that in the DVD. Like, <laughs> he was, like, talking about how it kind of annoyed him. But he was his wife at the time was like, you know what, honey? At some point, you're going to get to an age where no one's going to want you to come to Appreciate it while it lasts. Well, somebody needs to tell Stephen Amell that. Because... Um, at conventions, people regularly ask him to take his shirt off, oh and he looks goodness. embarrassed every time. Although the first time I saw him do a panel at a convention, Robbie Amell was also there, and he was just like, Robbie, it's on you, and Robbie stands <laughs> up in the crowd, like he was in regular seating, and, <laughs> and just like takes his shirt off, and we were all just like, I don't all know. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie The Duff with um, Mae Whitman, mm. but, um, but Robbie Amell's in that movie, and like, there's a shirt or excuse me, there's a, look what's up. I'm, there's a scene where like they're they're talking in a locker room and like he's shirtless and like every time that he talks, he like flexes packs and May's like, can you stop doing that? I know like, why. What's so, and it, it's just it's just like a very funny scene because he's just that's his great. It makes me wonder if it was like improvised. <laughs> that scene is really funny. Yeah. That movie is funny, even though, like, some parts of it have not aged well. <laughs> Thomas Gintner says, Kelly loves Justin Hartley. I would call her into the room for shirtless scenes if he if she was gone. <laughs> <laughs> also, if I was having a bad day, he would put on the DVD and pause it at the shirtless scene. <laughs> knows, he knows what to do to cheer me up. That's love. Love you, honey. <laughs> it is love. So, um, Anthony, why don't you tell us how you got into cosplay? <laughs> um, so I'll try not to get too long with it. So, um, <laughs> so trip back to 2002 when I went to my very first Anime Central that was in Rosemont. And I remember being like so enthralled seeing all the costumes and stuff. Like, I loved it. And I remember talking to my mom about it that night about it. It's like, you know, I want to do this one day. And she's also like, no, it's not happening sadly and um and sadly i wasn't able to go to asen for the following two years because i was too busy doing um academic related stuff but 
um, I remember in 2000, when I was in college, there were a couple times where I kind of call this like my test years where we would have Halloween parties. Um, I remember one year I dressed up as Lot Cole from Final Fantasy VI. And basically what I did was I took, I went to a Goodwill, found like a denim shirt and kind of adjusted it so that it looked, it looked like a vest. And then a year later, I dressed up as Link from Legend of Zelda, and I just hand-sewed the costume together, and I made the shield, which I still have the shield. It's the one thing from that costume that I really liked. Um, but it wasn't really until 2010 when um, I am going to call this person out because she was a friend of mine in high school, as well as someone who invited me to ASEN. Um, Katie, my friend Katie, who... I forget what her last name is now because she's married, but um, she invited me to ASEN and to room with her and stuff like that. And then I had a couple people that got me to, um, they taught me how to sew and I sewed my very first cosplay, which was Hero from Lunar 2. And since then I've been cosplaying. So it's been 13 years now since I've actually officially been cosplaying as I'd like to say. Nice. We have a really great um, comment slash question from one of our viewers, Evermore, who is a recent but very avid fan of the show, and we're so happy that you're here. Hi. Says, greetings. I've been on a creative metamorphosis for the past few years. It has been my mental health means of coping with dot, 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 the world. Unfortunately, there are too many who express their anger and frustration in violent ways. Please talk about your experience with cosplay as therapy. And while we never make the guests go first, Anthony, if you would like to answer first, you may, or I can go first if you need to think on it. Um, I can actually go first because it, it was something that I was thinking about because um, I definitely get like a lot of anger with the world because pretty much these past few years between the pandemic and other things, um, there's just been so much going on in the world and it definitely leads to anger. And someone like me, I tend to, and it's something that I'm trying to get better with, um, just internalize a lot of things. Like um, just full disclosure here, I'm, I'm pretty okay sharing this. Um, I'm actually on the autism spectrum. So I fixate on things quite a lot, just like past experiences or things that happen. But like, there are just times where like, I will fixate on negativity. And at some point, I just have to be like, you know, I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna do something like creative, like, when I when I do cosplay, I, I just focus in on it. And it gets frustrating sometimes, because it's like, you're trying to do something that doesn't always work out. But I always I always oh. gotta Yeah, so my um, I, I, my most recent cosplay that I made was Ezra Bridger from Star Wars Rebels season three. And um, I had so much trouble trying to figure out this armor that he wears. And like, I kind of had to go with it and kind of make my, I, I looked online for some tutorials, but like, I think once I got to the end product, that's what made me happy. It's just like having that goal in mind and being sure to like stick with it. And then knowing that, you know, this is going to be hard, but you know, it's helping me to cope with what's going on in the world. It's going to be for a fun event down the line and it's going to look awesome at the end. And your Ezra really did look awesome. Thank you. 
that segues really neatly into my experience with cosplay, like as therapy also. So I also tend to fixate a lot. I'm also autistic and like, I'm a workaholic and I'm not sure if that comes from like my neurotype leading into fixations or like a bunch of other like social growing up things. But some of my very close friends in college who I actually met through my job, one of them was my manager at a food court that I worked at, was starting to get concerned for me because I was working like between two jobs, it would get up over 60 hours a week. I got two bachelors in four years. I did volunteer work. I did political activism. I, um, not just in like not political nonprofits, but also I would work on local campaigns during election season. And, um, my friends were like, Crayley, you are shortening your life. You like, we're concerned that you're going to like legitimately injure yourself by overworking you need to do something fun you need to do something that takes you completely out of your work environment because it's like we would watch tv together or things like that and um, you know even then it's like i was still working and they were they already were big cosplayers they already wanted me to cosplay anyway because they wanted to spend <laughs> time with me and they were like this would be so perfect for you if you would just do it and so they finally got me to a convention. I was nervous about cosplaying. And then I saw the way that people were just like having fun. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, I want to do this. And so like, literally that's a way where I can actually like step outside of myself. And it just, it doesn't make sense to be working. I'm in character. <laughs> so like, yeah, Lord of Spice. Derek's known me for years. It says, Crayley doesn't know the meaning of free time. We were joking no, about you that do not. this morning. <laughs> Kelly. I was so proud of you this weekend while we were driving that you were like playing a game on your phone and not working. Nice. For the, for the way there, the way back. What game? The way what? back you were. Merge Dragons. Oh, interesting. <laughs> It's just a little puzzle where you 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 line up three or five of things, and then sometimes you get get little dragon babies to pop out of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cute game. Um, so for me, a lot of what you two said also accurate. I'm also I don't know what my flavor of neurodivergence is, but I'm definitely neurodivergent. Um, so another thing that's just really healing is it's play, right? Like it's, it's also dressing up as and portraying characters that I've loved since I was a kid. So I'm kind of like just going back and healing my inner child in a way, like getting to do things that make my inner child happy. Like, and, and it really helps that I'm not creating things in a vacuum. So art is, helpful for me anyways but when I'm making art that I know other people are going to interact with so like the cosplays I make I know are also going to make my friends happy when they see them they're going to make kids happy as when I do characters that kids recognize like having kids interact with me when I'm in cosplay really goes a long way to making me just it just heals my soul like that sounds I don't care that that sounds cheesy. No, it no, I get it. Um, so I, truth be told, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say, I don't have many cosplay. Well, when I started, I didn't have many cosplay that were 
kid recognizable, I'll say. Mm -hmm. um, like maybe Link was probably the most kid recognizable. But then recently, I, um, when, when the pandemic started, I binged Avatar The Last Airbender and loved it. And I'm just like, I need, a, I need an Avatar character to cosplay. And, I, and like eventually I went with Aang. And I've been noticing like when I go to cons and stuff like that, kids will come up to me and they'll be, hot, they'll be like really excited to see me. So I'll just make sure I'm just like, I'll go and talk to them and stuff like that and interact with them. And it's, it's just really, it's, it, it makes me smile. So I totally get that feeling. Kids are, oh gosh, they're so cute. Especially when they come up to you and they just interact with you like you are the character and you get to like bring that magic to life for them. It's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and Carl Witzman also asks, I do want to answer this one first before I forget what I was going to say because it has to do with what yeah. Kelly was saying. Carl's so fascinating. <laughs> so Carl Witzman asks, how do you feel about trying out different personalities and behaviors as a form of therapy. And Ooh. for me, part of what makes cosplay therapeutic for me is Kelly mentioned that you're not creating in a vacuum. And um, so cosplay, because I'm putting on a character, that character already has established relationships with other characters. And so when I'm seeing other cosplayers in that universe or even other cosplayers who are cosplaying characters that I recognize, that gives me a scripting point to jump off of, to start interacting with another person. So um, that really makes me less isolated to begin with. And I mean, I have lots of other things I could say too about like how trying out different personalities does or doesn't affect me but um i think i will pass it over so i don't monopolize <laughs> go ahead kelly um so for me some a lot of times that helps me find pieces of my personality that i didn't realize were there and sometimes that helps me find confidence that i've never been able to tap into before and it helps me find coping methods that I didn't have before like I've talked about this before um, I won't get too deep but so the character I relate to most is Black Canary to the point that I have a tattoo of Black Canary there the Black Canary logo that I got when I was going through a really hard time and it's partly um, one of the reasons I relate to her is because she's been through some things that are similar to some of the hard things I've been through so I kind of learned how to cope with some of the things I had to cope with by portraying her and then reading her comics and being like, okay, what would Black Canary do? And, and, and tapping into that facet of the character that I portrayed. I'm not explaining this well, but it, it is therapeutic. It's, wildly therapeutic carl that is a fascinating question from a former psychologist which i love <laughs> i could probably talk for an hour or two just about that uh what about you anthony what do you think so i always think about like when i'm cosplaying i'm very much a character cosplayer um the characters that i choose to cosplay and this is something that kelly we talked about recently um, I always find like some sort of connection to that to them, like whether it's their personality or it's just their what they do. Um, and I when I was growing up, I did a lot of acting on stage um, 
and I enjoy it. So like being the character, it's really fun for me. It's therapeutic. It's an outlet. And because of how animated that I am, excuse me, um, it is something that helps me because I'm able to portray these characters. And then sometimes I'll even think about like when I'm in school with my students and I'm teaching and then I'll like go into character and they usually really like that. And it, it brings smiles to them. And like, what's big for me is like, if I can help other people out, that's like, that's something that I really enjoy. Any, any help in any way. Yeah. I find even, even like, role-playing as a character that I identify with a lot puts me in a different analytical space for a behavior that I'm just acting out. Um, like Cassandra Sandmark, Sandsmark Wonder Girl, it already acts a lot like me. She like steps easily in and out of very girly and very tomboyish roles and has a sassy attitude without having to constantly be like, overly witty all the time she just says whatever feels funny or portrays the attitude she wants at the moment and I think I already do many of those things and those are also a lot of traits that I like about myself so when I can commit myself to that fully it's like I get to I get to put on a part of my personality that I like without having so much of like other parts of my personality I don't like involved for like a defined period of time and even even when it's not doesn't feel like trying out a new personality it's just like a limited version of my personality it's it gives me like mental rest that i feel yeah. like i don't normally achieve when i'm in my own head and i and i get that too um so like a lot of the characters that i cosplay tend to be very friendly enthusiastic um one of the ones I don't it's been a while since I've cosplayed him. Um Laguna from Final Fantasy VIII, who's like just kind of this very he's a really good leader, but he's just very goofy. Like he he's forgetful, he's very clumsy, he gets leg cramps whenever he's around someone that he's attracted to. And it's just so fun to portray that character. But then like there are other times where I can be someone like Zelgatis from the Slayers, who's more laid back and calm and just kind of like kind of like observe things from an outside perspective and be like, okay, so how are we gonna do this? And it, it's really funny how sometimes this will come into play during certain things that I'm doing. Like, I remember one time we were doing an escape room and like people are just standing around like, oh, what do we do? I'm just like, all right, guys, let's get to work. And we got to figure out this. And then and like everyone's like, oh, man, you made it. You made it. And like at the end when we did it, everyone's like, oh, well, you I think you were the most captain like. And I'm just like, I wasn't trying to be. But thank you. Oh, yeah. What what are each of your um least like you characters like that that you that you role play as when you cosplay? Oh man, this is this is kind of I have to think about this one for a bit. Well, you don't have to go first. We never make the guest go first if they don't want to. I actually just thought about it. <laughs> um <laughs> So, and this is kind of cheating because if you guys watch wrestling, you know that a lot of the characters kind of change their, you know, they have different gimmicks. But um, for a while, I cosplayed Roman Reigns, who... Um, oh, yep. 
So he's, for those of you guys who don't know, he's like, like right now he's the current, um, he's the current champion and he plays this like very arrogant kind of leader of what he calls the bloodline, which is like, he's like the head of the table and like this group that he runs with is all his family. And he's like, just very arrogant. He looks down on people and stuff like that. And like, I, when I first cosplayed him, it was because like, he was just like this silent, he was just very silent, very confident, no nonsense. And I'm just like, that's like, like cranked up to 11 because you know, it's wrestling. But like, I definitely, I think that was one of the things because I'm just like, you know what? I need to feel this way sometimes where it's just like no nonsense down to business. But like, I look at him now and I'm just like, I totally am not the same character that he is. Mine is definitely Emma Frost. <laughs> which, which which version? Uh, Arrowverse Emma Frost or comics? Comics Emma Frost, like X Men Emma Frost. Just um... oh wait, why was I thinking Killer Frost? But because okay. the last name oh. is the same. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> like Emma Frost. One of the ways that she like is able to exude so much confidence is that she has put up like barriers and defenses to the point that she can turn into one of the hardest substances on earth. Like I yeah. do not have very good defenses, boundaries, whatever my confidence when I have it comes from a completely different source than like defensive barrier strength. Right. But it's still um, funny to think about it. Like I do kind of get thinking about like my boundaries or if I, you know, I don't think people should have walls up as high as Emma Frost's, but could I do a little more? Maybe I could, you know, so. But it's funny because Emma Frost is like your iconic character. I know. And you make such a fantastic Emma. Like well, your I've, Emma I've, is amazing. It's been a labor of love. I've put a lot of time into both like the physical aspect of like the costume yeah. and the role-playing aspect when I'm wearing it, so. I think probably Laura Croft for me because I am not that bad. <laughs> I'm not that smart either. Like, no. Mm -mm. You're not, I'm that not outdoorsy. <laughs> no, no. Can you imagine me on an island? I would just sit down and cry <laughs> until someone came to rescue me. And if they didn't come to rescue me, like, mm, no, nope. I would not survive the day. Thank you. Nope. I mean, I don't even like camping. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hopefully you don't have the same experience my first time camping where the people I went with decided to take out our poles and put a twisty tie in our tent and it just came down. Oh, no. Yeah, they thought it was funny. I'm just like, you guys are jerks. <laughs> they are jerks. No, I refuse to go camping. Um, yeah, my idea of camping is in a hotel. What about not even like a cabin? I, I I would do a cabin. I would probably complain if the cabin didn't have like access to running water. I would do a cabin. There's a Trevor Noah bit about how he's like, do you know how hard I've worked to not have to go camping? <laughs> That's me. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So no, Laura Croft is definitely. <laughs> I think and I put a live wire. She's a very iconic character. So 
And I, yeah. I'm surprised that we haven't done like a Laura Croft, Nathan Drake crossover yet. Like that would be. I keep wanting to. I haven't actually brought her to a con yet. I've only done pictures, but we need to do Laura Croft and Nathan Drake. Yeah, it's partners in crime. Add it to our list. Yeah, I think my question put us a fair bit past our halfway point for the cosplay catwalk. So everybody help <laughs> oh, yeah. us remember when we wrap up to do our cosplay catwalk. Or we could do that now and then do pictures. That's fine. Okay, yeah. I do not have much room to do the catwalk, so you all are going to miss the really cute bottom of the dress that does look like Tinkerbell's. Hmm. Yeah, I'll well, go first, though, and, like, kind of shimmy. <laughs> shimmy and shake. Because oh, I'm too sexy. Let's see if I can actually get my leg up here. Yep. Oh, hey, look. Oh, hey. Bottom of the dress. Too sexy <laughs> for my Tinkerbell. Too sexy for my Tinkerbell. This is a tiny, tiny dress. <laughs> yeah. Much smaller than advertised. Yeah. Nobody's complaining. Well, all right. I'm too sexy for my cosplay. I'm too sexy for my fake stolen jewelry. I'm too sexy for my cosplay. Selena Kyle wears a lot of black. <laughs> fake stolen jewelry is just what you want us to believe. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I'm a little embarrassed because, um, when I when I put this out, I'm just like, oh, I should wear something. <laughs> so like I just grabbed um, but here it is. That's um, all right. Yeah, so you can see like my shorts. I for his Star Trek. Yes, my Commodore LaForge with my workout pants that <laughs> I had worked out. You know what? Him. You're wearing pants, so points for that. Yes, I am not like some no no we won't go there. We won't go there. I will I will <laughs> let you know what I was gonna say later, but we won't go there. If you know, you know. We, we used to do drunk comics, and one of our guests told me ahead of time he was not going to wear pants. And then at the end of the episode, he proved to me that he was not wearing pants. Yikes. You never told me that. Yes, I did. When I remind you who it is, you're going to be like, oh, no, wait, that checks out. Yeah, oh, no, it's just that I know it was who so... it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you just you don't told remember. Me that because you it... were pretty sure he wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you he proved to me that he wasn't wearing pants? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yikes forever. <laughs> it was not as scandalizing as it as it sounds. I wasn't I, I wasn't like um harassed given said proof. <laughs> We're just trying to keep the show PG, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's um we only have one viewer submission this week. So let's start with that um let me put up the picture and then i will read the story so this is gender valid cosplay is and, that um is that a sindel cosplay from mortal I kombat am. i think that I think is that so. is awesome like yeah sindel me... is a great character okay hold on so this is um brie and brie says that cosplay has really helped her come into who she is as a trans woman. It's a way that she can be herself when other times she can't. So for a while, when she would see a female character, she would question whether she could be her. But now she's better at saying, yes, I can be her. Cosplaying at conventions has become her safe space. And she's had a lot of people who support her on this journey, which 
you know, that makes me so happy. Like we've had kind of a lot of stories like that with um, our two gender bending episodes. A lot of people have had stories like that. And then I don't have a picture, but um, another person commented on one of our posts. Um, his name is Elliot Mitchell. Just wanted to give a shout out to Elliot. And he said cosplaying Loki has given him a boost in self-confidence, courage, helps his mental health, helps him make some great friends. So Elliot, I just wanted to say hi. Just wanted to say that I'm glad. Like, I feel like that's just such a common thread that connects us all. And it makes me really happy when I hear that. Like, I love you know, it when people can find their character. <laughs> I'm actually looking at um, Gender Valley cosplays characters. I see... I see Hexadecimal from Reboot, which that is a character you don't see very often. No. And it looks so good. Like you, you don't it's like it's like you don't remember Reboot exists until something reminds you, right? And, and like, I oh, love yeah. that show. Me that show too. is amazing. Yeah, it was it was it was just a fun show. Like even when it kind of mm -hmm. got a little darker, it still means managed to be fun but i liked all like the computer lingo and like the in computer jokes and um i like how there was even an x-files reference in them yeah did you watch code lyoko back in the day too i did not i think that i was uh, like that was when i was in college when i think I came even up. as an adult it's still pretty good if you want to watch something that was like made for kids but has like a thinking aspect to it you should you should try it if you like reboot <laughs> i will have to I might have to put it on my list. <laughs> put it on the list. <laughs> All right. So let's, um, Anthony, we're going to go through your pictures. And if you just wanted to say a little bit about each one. Sounds good. You know, let me, let me also move you so people can see you as you talk about this. So, so um, I'm really glad that this is a cosplay. So let me, I'll explain. So this is, um, Welkin Gunther from the game Valkyria Chronicles. And mm -hmm. so basically when I wanted, uh, when I played this game, I really connected to the character because he was this very calm, um, very good leader who was able to think of like these very unorthodox solutions to when he fought in the war and it definitely helped him. But just that calmness was something that I really liked about him. So. When I decided that I was going to make this cosplay, um, it was pretty, it was a big undertaking because if you look at like the detail, um, and this was mm -hmm. like very early when I did it, but so I didn't know how to go about it. So the first year that I attempted it, I tried to do it and it didn't work out and I had some other distractions, but so I'm just like, you know what, we'll try again next year. The next year that I attempted it, I kind of, um, I had something really personal happen and I just didn't have like the mental capacity to, I'm just like, I can't do this right now. And then finally, after that, I'm just like, I really want this to work, but I just need to figure out how I can get this to work. So um, I had some friends from the cosplay group and sewing us half the battle kind of talked me through how to go about this. And then I finally went through and made it. And it's one of my favorite cosplays that I've done because it was just such a really difficult thing to do. And I'm just, I just feel so confident. I'm just like, yes, I did it. And it's not perfect. I, there are still things that I want to fix on it, but I was just really happy that I was able to complete it. It looks good. It looks really good. You should be proud of it. Thank you. And 
This is Strider Hiryu. Um, if you've played Marvel vs. Capcom, you'll recognize him. Um, so Strider was a character that I grew up playing when he was when he had his old game called Strider. And then when he was in Marvel vs. Capcom, I was like so excited because he was just a fun character that I really liked. And so I finally decided I'm just like, you know what? I need an I need like a ninja-like character and this guy is pretty ninja-esque. So it, it was kind of a hard cosplay because I had to dye the fabric because you can't really find fabric in that color. And then making sure yeah. that making sure that the the print that was that's on his shirt is there. I had to literally like cut that out of fabric. So it was definitely something that I had to learn how to do. And I even made like his sword, which is very it's like it has like a handle. It has like two handles, one on top and then one at where handle don't really is. So it's just it was just very different to do that. That's impressive. Wow. You're always challenging yourself, I feel like. I gotta. Of course, Aang. Um, <laughs> um, this, uh, I just love the character Aang. He's just so fun. Me too. And I could totally see you being like, oh, I'm out of like really big tricks. So <laughs> <laughs> I have done that picture before, but. He's just fun to cosplay because one reason, because the kids really enjoy seeing Aang. I remember when I brought him to C2E2 and I made the staff that you don't see in this picture. A lot of the kids were like wanting to get pictures and then like, literally, kids like, can I hold the staff? And then I was like, no, I want to hold the staff. <laughs> but, um, and what, what I've been really happy about is I've gotten to meet a lot of the voice cast from both Avatar and a couple from Legend of Korra. And I this was something that I wanted to mention how, um, so when I made this cosplay, um, be, before I made this, I had, um, I started listening to the JV Club podcast by Janet Barney, who is a, um, she voices Korra. And it's just like a really fun podcast and I would be listening to it. And I remember emailing her and I'm just like, you know, I've been listening to this while I'm doing my workouts and stuff. And it's just really nice to hear this stuff going on. And, and then I remember she, she messaged me back and, you know, just sent this really nice message. And like, we would kind of keep, um, you know, I would keep, I would keep um, listening. And then eventually I showed her this and she was like really excited that I, that I did this cosplay. And I remember when I met her back at C2E2 last year, she like, I, I, I told her, I'm just like, like she was really excited to see this and like really excited to see me because we had talked on prior. And, and I told him just like, you know, I was in a really tough spot when I messaged, when I sent you that message and we had our video chat, but I really appreciate all the encouragement you gave me. So it's just like, I always think about that when I think of this cosplay and just, all the people, all the other guests that I've met through this. That's so sweet. I love it. Um, and this is, this was a picture that was taken by Jen Greeley, um, who is part of, um, runs in some of the cosplay circles that we run with. But this was, this was um, my Star Trek. Um, this was, yeah, this was my very first Star Trek cosplay. And let me tell you, this was one of the hardest ones I did because of all the detail. Like, that was all quilted. Um, and I had to, like, Oof. put quilting lines and stuff like that. 
And um, yeah, so this is like, I know it's a first contact uniform, but this is actually a specific version of LaForge from the Voyager episode Timeless, where he's, it's like an alternate timeline where Voyager was destroyed and Harry Kim and I think the EMH, or no, I think it was Chakotay, where um, they were the only ones left and they had to go back to send this message. And there's this scene where you see, um, you see Captain LaForge talking to them and like the way that he talks to them, it's not very hostile. It's more just kind of like, you know, if I were in the same situation as you, I'd probably be doing the same thing, but you know, we've got to, we've got to maintain this timeline. And it was just like seeing him being very, very empathetic. It was just like, you know, I'm sorry, but this is, I have to do this. And it's just like, and I've always loved LaForge as a character, his enthusiasm yes. and his just positivity and just seeing that interaction where it's like he's not doing it to be hostile. He's doing it out of duty and he's very understanding. And I guess also because I wanted to be a captain and it's it's LaForge, though, ironically, now as I'm wearing my Commodore LaForge, it's like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I love it. Ah, yes. the doctor. Hello, I'm the doctor. And a horrible British accent. Um, it's, it's not another... the worst. It's definitely not the worst. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. But um, I just love the, the tenth doctor because he's just so over the top. Yes, and... my favorite. Yes. Um, plus, David Tennant is awesome. Like pretty much everything that I've seen David Tennant and I've enjoyed. Um, right. but I just love this character because he's very merciful but then he can be serious when he has to. And I mean, I, I, I just love the story of Dr. Who and how he's trying to, he goes through the universe and try to help out other people and give them their second chance and things like that. So I figured, yes, this would definitely be a character that I, I enjoy portraying. Who is your favorite companion? Uh, okay. So this is going to be unpopular opinion, but I'm going with Martha Jones. Like, I, I feel Martha. I feel like as a companion, she is definitely referenced as like the rebound companion, but she did so much for the doctor and mm -hmm. she was strong enough to know when to walk away. And I think that it shows a lot of growth as character. Valid. I love Martha, but Donna Noble has Donna's great too. She's she's like I love her so much. She's probably my second favorite. So. Good. She's probably, if I'm going to cosplay Doctor Who, that's probably, it's on my list. <laughs> Do it. So um, yes. I, had met, I had mentioned Link before. This photo was taken by my friend, um, Pre-Fight Donut Photography. Um, but mm -hmm. this was when I revamped my Link cosplay. Um, so when I originally made it, it, wasn't, it was very hand-sewn. I didn't know a single thing about sewing. So I decided I'm just like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna revamp this. And so I made this version and I, I remade the shield. And um so and I also kind of changed it to the version of Link that I was most familiar or that I grew up, which was Link's Awakening Link. So and it's just like the little details, like the shield looks very much different than like the normal shield that they use but of course they had to go and change it when they made the remake which eh, i wasn't too happy about but what can you do 
Yeah. Well, I like the shield. It looks good. <laughs> the whole costume looks good. And, and Carl Witzman does say very good costume work on the LaForge and well, the Doctor. Well, thank you, Carl. <laughs> and this is Elgatus from the Slayers. And this was the very first cosplay that I did where I actually used, like, makeup. Um, I'm obviously not like, I don't have much training doing stage makeup other than what I had to do for theater in high school, but I was still really impressed with this and like Looks just good. the detail between putting on the, the makeup and then having the little stones that he has on his face. So it was just a fun, it was just a fun cosplay. That was good. Makeup is hard. It can be. There's a reason why usually avoid costumes with makeup like that <laughs> chocobo yes chocobo, right? so yes. i just ah, yes it is yes. so i just love this picture because um the person that dressed up as a chocobo we were able to stage it to make it look like i was riding the chocobo and just charging into battle but it was it was just such a fun cut but that's my lot cole after i revamped them i um Love I actually I, I end up making it and then I change the wig and everything and very simple, very fun. That is a fantastic picture. <laughs> Your expressions just sells <laughs> it. And so this is Chrono from Chrono Trigger. This is another very special costume for me because Chrono Trigger is one of my favorite JP JRPGs of all time. But also um this costume. I, um, so I wore it back in 2011 and then eventually I decided to revamp it and I remade it and I, I decided to like, I went all in, I dyed the, the fabric for the, for the, um, for the shirt and other things. And on a whim, I entered it into a costume contest at, um, Daishokan, rest in peace. And I ended up winning for best beginner. And let me and let me tell you, I did not expect that. I'm just like, you know, I'm doing this on a win. And then it's just like, um, and then they said, like, oh, and for our first place for beginner, we gave it to Chrono. And I literally just screamed, oh my gosh, like literally, Aww. I was that's how excited I was. I love that. That is awesome and well deserved too. That's really great. <laughs> so um I think I got all the pictures you sent in, right? Um, there was one more. Um, I don't know oh. if if I check Google Drive real quick. Okay. Well, I check Google Drive. Um, do you wanna tell people a little about the panels that you do with yes. cons? So I've been, I've started to do a series of panels. Um, so the first series of panels that I do is just more kind of a lighthearted set of panels that talks about JRPGs because I love them. I grew up playing them. I still play them now. And what it is, it's a series of panels that talks about games from like various generations from starting with like the N Nintendo all the way up to Nintendo Wii and like all of like the other Sega, PlayStation, all the other consoles, but just talks about these lesser known JRPGs and like why I think they're worth a, a look and it's a fun panel. And then I do, I've also for the first time started doing a panel with a group of friends that about just raising positivity in the cosplay community, because 
I mean, a lot of people cosplay, and sometimes it can be intimidating, especially when you, you hear about so much negativity. And I'm just like, you know what? I want to try to, once again, spread the positivity and help people kind of find their footing and their place in the community. So that, that one we did at Fan Expo, and I will definitely be announcing when it happens again on social media. So if any of those are interest you, definitely... Um, just stay tuned to social media. I need to listen to or watch your JRPG one at some point. JRPGs are obviously pretty important to me um, since I have that Pokeballs by Crayley business. <laughs> That's like my main job out of my three jobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually and toyed around about like actually streaming the panel. So mm -hmm. I, if I end up doing that or like recording it, I will definitely... Um, I will definitely like, hey, Crail, I'm doing this thing. You should watch it. You know, we should actually, if you end up pre-recording that, run that during our day of pre-record for the multiverse fundraiser that we're doing Ooh. in January. We do a charity free convention every January called the multiverse fundraiser. And this year is the first year that we're going to have Thursday programming. And it's that's the only day that's not live, but we're going to put some pre-recorded content up there. So hmm. I will definitely keep that. So we'll see what happens with um I'm I'm hoping I, I did pitch these to Colossal Con North. So hopefully Ooh. they'll be in. And if not, I'm sure I could get something else to like I can record it on my Twitch channel and then like do a like download it and send it to you guys. Yeah. I mean there's I no pressure. Say, or whatsoever. we could <laughs> just have Anthony do it live as part of multiverse fundraiser. I mean or... the possibilities are endless. Endless wonder. <laughs> we also are um, working on Anthony to. So I did Evie Evie as Crayley's booth babe. And Anthony, you're going to mash up Rick with a Pokemon, right? We have to figure it out. And it's it's actually been a long time since I've done a Pokemon like mm -hmm. mash or Gajinka mashup, whatever you want to call it. So I am all and for I, that. I put it to the Memhotep mummy page and bless those people but they were no help because everyone had different suggestions so i got like 30 pokemon suggestions well how about you know i'm cu i'm curious to see those like let me see those and then i could be like eh, let's let's okay. take a look and see so it's i definitely think we can work with that i tagged you in it but um it probably got lost um the one that i actually liked the most was someone suggested pikachu because then you could be Rikachu. <laughs> also, it's feasible to add Pikachu pieces that are very recognizable, like ear and tail mostly, and red mm -hmm. cheeks onto an existing Rick costume oh without God. having to destroy or remake any parts of your Rick. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm definitely and curious about this list, and like, if we can't come to one where it's I'll just like, like we have a we have a fail safe with Rikachu or mm -hmm. Rikachu. Pika Rick. <laughs> Pika Rick. It was, you know what, the the mummy, the mumbers, as they call themselves, are, they're just a great group. They rose to the occasion because I asked them and, um, yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you because they had some great suggestions. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see these too. You need to. Um, so I did. 
There it is. There we go. So this is this is the this is the one that Good. that I like to say that started it all. This was my very first cosplay hero from Lunar Two, um, and this is just a character that I love um, because basically the story. Without spoiling the story, he's like this very enthusiastic uh, ruins explorer, and um, he ends up traveling with his grandpa to figure out what's going on with this one's this one tower he gets teleported to like this tele uh this room that kind of connects two worlds and he ends up meeting this girl who's from a different world who knows nothing about humanity and she basically tells him you know there's a there's a traveler that's going to come destroy this world i need to go see goddess althena and immediately he's like i will help you and throughout their journey like they, of course, they fall in love, and she learns about humanity and stuff like that. And it's just like very. It, it's it's from one of my favorite JRPG series of all time. But like, I I figured this was this would be my first cosplay because it, he's just he's just a character that I like quite a lot. I love it. And this was taken by good. yeah, this was taken by Elemental Photography back in two thousand eleven. Nice. So uh, the last thing we have to ask you is, I'm going to give you the full screen. We always like to ask people, hang on. Um, what is some advice you would give to someone who is starting out cosplaying? As I always say to anyone starting out, it's okay to ask for help. Um, there are many communities online that can help you out if like, you're trying to figure out things. If whether it's like where to go for a convention, where to like how to start cosplaying, there are so many resources that you can use and ask ask people that you know around. It's like we it, cosplay isn't something that we have to be embarrassed about. Um, a lot. It's I feel like it's got to this point where a lot of people know about it, and a lot of people, a lot more people are interested in it. So. Don't be afraid to ask for help and like, don't be afraid to make mistakes. I can tell you so many times as a cosplayer, both when, excuse me, both when it comes to sewing stuff or just cosplaying in general, dealing with the public, I've made mistakes. And I always try to just learn from them and move forward. Don't let it bring you down. Um, I know it's easy to get fixated on those things, but I like, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Keep your friends close and be, be, always be willing to learn new things and just have fun. Perfect. I love it. Uh, so on that note, where can people find you? Um, so right now you can find me on Twitter in blue sky at Paladin three, five, six, as well as on Twitch and on Instagram at Pally three, five, six. And if you're wanting to follow like progress and see photos from cons on Facebook at Pally Kashra cosplay. Nice. And, and we didn't Crayley. Oh, I was oh, also just going to say, we did not get to every comment, but viewers, we appreciate all of you so much. And if you want to continue chatting with each other in the comments, that's always an option. And I mean, you all have great things to say. We just only have so much runtime usually. So <laughs> Thank you all so much.
and I definitely appreciate your comments too. Yeah, we we are glad you all showed Anthony so much love because he's amazing. Anthony, <laughs> you are you. amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you guys for inviting me on and I look forward to future endeavors. Um, yeah. Just... Yep. Well, you can find me um, most places that you can find Kelly. And since I mentioned Pokeballs by Crayley, if you just go to linktree.com slash pokeballs no accent or anything by crayley c-r-a-y-l-e the way it is there on the screen uh that's where you can find the tiktok the the memes that i post to social media that website where you can actually buy stuff my convention schedule all that linktree.com slash pokeballs by crayley yep and uh, for me, linktree.com slash Phoenix Sis Cosplay. Crayley and I are both going to be at SoCon. I should have uploaded the graphic, but SoCon in, um, it's not Mattoon, but it's the central Illinois. It's in Effingham. Thank you. I was trying to figure, I'm just like, if when you said Mattoon, I actually, that's close to where I went to college at. Oh. Yeah. Well, it, it was literally the town over Charleston. Yeah, it was Mattoon last year. That's why I was like, wait, no, it's not Mattoon. Um, yeah, Effingham. So we're going to be at, at SoCon and Effingham September 15th and 16th. You can buy Curly's Pokeballs. You can buy my books. You can also buy some new fun products I've been working on. Um, you can see our cosplay. We're going to be cosplay guests. Um, Anthony, you should come. <laughs> you when is that 15 through the, I, I unfortunately do think I have plants that week. I would, it, oh. it would be, it would actually be, if I didn't have those plans, it'd be great because I could go down and like, I could stop by EIU and see some of the people that I know there that, and so, I mean, it would be a good excuse, but unfortunately, I do already have those plans. We understand. It It was short notice, but um, anyone else in the area should stop by and see us. A um, couple other things that we are running our September challenge. Even if you're a few days behind, you can still jump in and start posting on social media. Tag us. We are really enjoying everyone who's participating already. We're enjoying seeing everything. And we do not, we do not expect people to have 30 costumes. If you don't have 30 that work, like we have three co-hosts for this show. So like even between the three of us, it was like finding all of our photos for anything that fit the theme, yeah. even though we've done all the episodes already was a challenge. So just hop on for the days that you have something. And I then, you know, should definitely jump in on that because it just yes, looks please. like fun. So you should. And I'll then send you sure, the graphic. All right. Make sure you're clicking hashtag cosplay challenge in those posts and go support all the other people who are participating too. And maybe people will meet other cosplayers. So, you know, that's, that's what the hashtags are for. I'm, I'm excited. I've started following if, like two new cosplayers this week. So nice. Yes. Uh, other than that, I hope everyone has a great week. I hope you all think happy thoughts. And, um, and make it so. <laughs> make it so. I can't See you remember. all next episode. All right. Oh, sorry. Bye, I, everybody. I was going to say, I can't remember if Jordy had a catchphrase, but. 
So I'm just going to the I'm just going to Picard saying so make it so. Take a look, it's in a book. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, now I'm thinking of that scene from community where he shows up and like Troy freaks out and then he starts singing the song and then Troy just runs out the room. <laughs> I don't know if you say I will I will show it to you. Like it's not a spoiler or anything, it's just like a hilarious. Yes, clip. please. Yes, yes. But everyone have a great week. Um please take a second to watch this ad. Um, if you want to support our show, order from Y Cosplay. They do have some great stuff. Otherwise, bye y'all. Bye. Cosplay Cafe is sponsored by YCosplay.com, which is your one-stop shop for quality costumes and cosplay supplies. So click on the link in our show notes to get a 20% off discount. Or not, if you hate saving money. I don't know you. I don't know your life. Click on the link does help support our show. So you know what? Just do the thing. Do the thing.